Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Well, hello, Bailey and I are here with another podcast from Recharge the Soul, and we're so excited to share so much has happened since the last time that we were on here, and we actually did record a podcast, but apparently there were some issues with it, but I'm here with my co-host who manages all of that, and I'm so grateful for her. I'm here with my daughter, Bailey. Hello, everybody. Yeah, we have been on a little bit of an adventure, on a little bit of a journey with this podcast. We've been doing it. We had our two-year anniversary come up. We had our two-year anniversary, May 20th. Yeah, and so we're we're kind of hitting this point, and we've been in the past couple of months where <clears throat> Recharge has obviously really been taking off. We've been expanding, and so We've been trying to manage how to balance out all of our energy and our attention. So we have, again, for the third time, recommitted to the podcast. So we're going to really work on getting you guys weekly podcasts again. Um, We're kind of in this space where we're having a little bit more room to get settled into our new places um, and a little bit of space in between retreats. So we're going to be bringing on different guests coming up. Um, and so many different new topics. Yeah, we're so excited. And we're actually, when we recorded the last podcast, we were in Bali together. And I'm in this beautiful space that we're going to go back to again. We just loved loved the villa. We're going there again in April and May of 2024. And both of them are already halfway full. So if you're interested, let us know. But now Bailey's in Vegas and I am actually sitting in my office and I was thinking about when I came into this room, Bailey, I wanted to tell you this too. When I came into this office, into my, in the new house that we're in, it's my favorite room. It's my favorite room. Mm -hmm. I love this room so much. I love my desk. My desk is so awesome. And, um, and I'm really grateful that Levi, my son, who's Bailey is living with, he got my old desk and I, and I've seen some, some Instagram stories where he's working on the desk and in the desk and has it all decorated for what he's working on with affirmations and all the things that he does. And it just made me feel so good. So I feel like this office is really like truly an office. So in the last house, my office and where I did my meditations were all one room. And now I have a Zen room which is probably my second favorite, but I love this one because of the lighting. Mm. Angels are in light. Angels are held in light. Yeah. And I, I feel the just, same way. Yeah. They're de- and so when there's light streaming in this office, it, it I can feel the angels in this office working with, with us, with mm-hmm. you and me, because angels are, they're, they're timeless and unlimited. So they can be working with you, working with me, working with, recharge what when Bailey and I always say recharge is like 
an entity within itself. It's like, it's me, Bailey and Recharge. Yeah. There's three of us. <laughs> there's three of us. I know there are, there are three of us. And if Recharge, Recharge would be probably dressed in um, something like Bali-ish, I was thinking. You know, I would think that I was thinking something flowy, but yeah, kind flowy. of elegant. Um, yeah. Yeah. And very feminine. Very feminine. And so um, it's so funny that you and I both both think of Recharge as a third person. I don't think we've ever said that out loud, at least not on the podcast. So um, definitely she's growing and expanding and we have been really working hard over the, I mean, it, you know, some people look at what we do and they go, wow, they, they're just running around having fun. We are, but we're also holding massive space for so many women who are healing. I mean, the, I, like we just got back from Tahoe, the healing that happened in Tahoe, our three-day retreat was gosh, just so rewarding and overwhelming and so much energy from both Bailey and I. Bailey did this meditation that was broke everybody open. I'm just, there's no other way to say it. And um, with her breath work. And so it, so I think that whole, you know, running around the planet, helping women heal, uh, creating community, teaching women how to really support one another, not be in competition with one, one another. And also, the demands of the of the time that it is when we're doing retreats, it's it can be challenging because the sleep, all the mm -hmm. things, at managing our energy. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we Bailey's landed in Vegas, mm -hmm. and I landed here, and I've been nesting and trying to um, make this more of a home, and we've been unpacking a little bit more, spending a lot of time with my husband and exploring Idaho. We've been hiking and. I've been paddleboarding and so Grizz, um, Little Bear and myself have been, have a mission of trying to get on all the trails around here. And who knows, Bailey and I might decide to do a pot, do a retreat in Coeur d'Alene. And we've also talked about doing a retreat where she lives in Las Vegas, where we could hike out in the desert and cause the red rocks out there are beautiful. And then you can have some fun time with your friends or your partner afterwards. So we just have been playing with all of these different ideas. But in the meantime, I've been nesting in Bailey. Tell, tell us what you've been doing. Oh my, well, I've been telling my mom, honestly, I haven't had really a second to breathe since, I mean, honestly, since the beginning of the year, January. And so which I'm super grateful for. I love being busy, but I'm really feeling the need to, to just have a couple of, of like a week or two just to be with myself. But I, we went to Tahoe and then I came back and two of my best friends from high school came to um, visit me in Las Vegas. We're all three really close. We've all been friends since we were 17. So they came and kind of helped me got some furniture. Um, we went and explored and did all the Las Vegas things. Um, but it was really interesting because I'm just realizing so much how much I have shifted and changed. Um, especially when people that have known you since you were 17, um, come and you hang out together and you guys are all kind of catching up and you're like, wow, like, 
I don't know. I think I had this moment of really just being really proud of myself and, and kind of taking a step back and realizing all of the work that I really put into shifting and rewiring new, new ways of being in my mind and in my body. And, and yeah, I think that I have such supportive friends, which I'm so grateful for, but so many new things kind of popped up with them being here um, around just, and that's kind of where we're going to go with this podcast about when you grow and maybe when you change directions or you start diving into new passions that you find along the way that light you up. Um, and, And sometimes people that knew you in a certain time frame or in a certain version of yourself have a hard time or feel uncomfortable um trying to accept that you may be a different or clearer more authentic version of yourself and i'm not saying that you know with my two friends that came here they said but they are still attached to people that we know since i was growing up And I was kind of asking my mom, I was like, did you experience that? Like kind of that feeling of people wanting to keep you in that box that they, they know you as. And, Mm -hmm. and it was like, I, I had always heard about that, you know, when you grow and people get uncomfortable or um, there's kind of like that passive aggressive, not, not very supportive attitude. Sometimes people that are still in that same spot, they kind of project out and I was like that doesn't make sense to me because in my mind I'm always just I love seeing people grow I love seeing people expand into and to explore and so I'm like that doesn't make sense and then I started experiencing it and I was so I was asking my mom like how she because I know she has done so many so much shifting and changing and reinventing um, yourself Mm -hmm. and have you dealt with that kind of feeling of people kind wanting to restrain you or making you feel like you're being inauthentic? Oh my gosh, so much. And and one of the things that happened the first time that I really experienced it hard was when I was um, doing mama boot camp and I had a group of about 16 coaches and the coaches were all, you know, we were all super close. We all done had, did triathlon training together. We were all working so hard together to, for these races. There was a lot of sisterhood, a lot of camaraderie. And then there was my boot camps where the, there were women who weren't training for, for triathlon, but they might just be wanting to get in healthier shape and stuff. So, and my motto was always like, eat your greens, drink your water, you don't need a whole bunch of, of, um, of supplementation. And then what happened was I experienced a huge shift in my own energy level in about 2013, because I was requiring so much from my body. And, um, and I decided to implement a nutritional line, which I still use the nutritional line. This was back in 2014. And I always had seen it, seen so many trainers be very disingenuous and just keep popping chip. Like, oh, I'm going to go sell this and I'm going to sell that and I'm going to sell this. Well, I started using the products myself and I was very, I did my due diligence and um, to see what worked. And I tried a whole bunch of different products because I, I knew my energy level. I needed some help. 
I was exhausted. I wasn't recovering from my workouts. I was just so tired and I needed something. And because I knew I'd done some research, found out that our food supply, unfortunately, is is nutritionally depleted. And so I started using isogenics and it, and it hugely impacted my life. And so then I started sharing it with my tribe and a few of my core coaches slammed me against the wall because I, they said I was being disingenuous, just which actually I grew, I learned and I expanded my thought process on what I actually knew initially. And so I actually had to call one of the coaches into the office and I, and threatened to fire her if she didn't stop bad-mouthing me, saying I was being a bad person because I was sharing isogenics, which I, I was actually, you know, a distributor for it. But I was, wasn't requiring people to do it. And she was really mean. I was, I was totally taken aback by that. And like, wow, I thought we were friends. Like, why wouldn't you just ask me about it? Mm-hmm. And that was, so that was one example. And then when I shifted from Mama Boot Camp, even this last year, Bailey, switching from um, switching from Mama Boot Camp and moving up here, it, I got a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback behind the scenes about people going, why are you leaving? Even people I hadn't seen probably for eight years or more were <laughs> like, why are, why are they said they just really liked the idea of me staying there that it made them feel more comfortable if I stayed there, even though I wasn't seeing them, them knowing I was there gave them comfort, but it didn't give me comfort. I was feeling like it was time for me to move forward. And then Grizz got the job up here and I got quite a few messages from people that were shocked, disappointed, hurt. And, um, but for my growth, I needed to go. And it's even interesting because I even heard a couple of times when, you know, um, people almost being like, ah, I don't think you're going to like it, you know, yeah. or wanting me not to like it, wanting you not to like it. And it's just, yeah. you know, yeah, it's such a, I just think that this topic is so interesting because maybe it will put into perspective, like. If you've mm-hmm. noticed that you've been feeling that like that with people's growth, or maybe mm-hmm. you've been experiencing that with you trying to grow, like we have a lot of clients too. I had this one client that I was doing her chart reading and she, I, was, I look at your natal chart, which is your, um, ener- like your, your concrete energy for your whole entire life. Like it is the foundation of who you are. But then I also look at your progressed energy, mm-hmm. the energy that you're working with now. And I'm like, well, you're moving into this shift. And this is kind of, you know, we we're talking about what she's been feeling, where she's been wanting to go, what's been lighting her up. And it was completely different from what she was doing now. It was like night and day. And I'm, and I felt like kind of a little bit of fear behind her wanting to move into that direction. She really wanted to, but she was worried about what people would think. And she yeah. was worried that, you know, there is this feeling of, am I being authentic with myself? you know, Mm -hmm. is this, and, and it's almost like you have to shut out the noise of other people because it, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it does come with growth. Yeah. It does. And those, and you realize really who's supporting you 110% who wants to see you grow, who wants to see you 
to explore all sides of yourself, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and to honor your path. And so when it's just, yeah, I just, I'm always shocked by it whenever it happens, but then Mm -hmm. I have to give compassion to Mm -hmm. the people that maybe are getting uncomfortable with it. And then I have to give compassion to myself and then I have to keep cheering myself on to keep moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. All of that is so on point because it is really true. Like when I, I think that part of the thing that, that is my catalyst and really pushes me forward is because I saw my parents settle and just stay, even though they were miserable with each other, with the situation but they were too fearful of what was on the other side. So they just stayed. And so, you know, I think what happens when, when we, you and I both move forward and we, we, and it doesn't mean we aren't afraid. It doesn't mean that there were times when I was like, holy shit, (laughs) what's going on? Like, where am I? Like, I, you know, I had moments when I first got here was like, oh my God, what is going on? And then I, but I still knew it was the right move, even even though it was pushing me to grow bigger and to grow through that that those emotions and grow, you know, it's still um, it was very challenging. But I knew it was the right thing to do, and I feel like like people would like to say, you know, I told you so. Not necessarily about me, but misery does love company. And when you're pushing through and you're making changes, and other people are not, and they know they should. And then like, let's say, let's say that somebody will say Betty Sue, Betty Sue's back in Sacramento. Betty Sue sees me make a move. She's, she's been watching my journey and she's been part of my tribe. And she's like, she's not going to like it there. And then I get here and I go and I, and I living here. And then I go back, I go back to, to Sacramento. It, she, Betty Sue says to me, see, I told you so. I knew that that wasn't safe for you to leave. You should have just stayed. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? It's like, so, so it's like, um, I'm confident and sure that I made the right move. Yeah. I know that this is part of the growth Mm -hmm. and, and I'm excited about what's next. And I love exploring different parts of the world. I love it. So we're exploring here. Does that mean I'll be here forever? I don't know. Does that mean I might go back? Maybe. I don't, I don't think so though, to tell you, I just don't think I'm going to, I think I would go somewhere else. But I think we're, this is going to be our home for a while. I was really feeling that strongly when I was doing my meditation to this morning that, you know, that this is going to be a six to eight years at least process. That's what I was getting. And so um, when people are stuck and then you move, it shines a light on where they're not moving and how they're yeah. letting fear hold them back. Yeah. I, you know, there was times when I was in Reno and I was bartending and I would see people and I would bartended there for about uh, four years. And so towards the end, I was really kind of, I was seeing there was people that were staying that had been there for 10 years and I had no judgment around that, you know, but mm-hmm. the thing was, is that they were expressing to me that they felt stuck, you know? And so that, when that I started hearing that from several people that had been there for so long, it really kind of made me feel like I need to make sure that if I'm feeling like that, that I challenge myself to find a new way to find Mm -hmm. something to step out and to not make an excuse about staying safe 
or staying comfortable or staying where it's easy because you know I could make mm-hmm. such great money I loved all the people there they were like my second family and Reno they really made it feel like a home for me like there's so, such special memories but there was always this little thing inside of me where I'm like I want to you know I want to create an impact while I'm here and I'd always been super like had that deep you know feeling within me like even at the bar I remember when I'd be bartending and I would kind of be helping people like with like almost like therapy sessions and I loved that I love making mm-hmm. people feel seen and so um but I remember even when I was feeling like towards the end of those years there I would see people move on from Reno like maybe they graduated from UNR and then they got their dream job or maybe they they were buying a house, like they were making steps forward. And I remember feeling a little bit insecure about myself. Like, am I getting left behind? Mm. You know? And so I had to be honest with myself and take responsibility for my own journey and notice that I was feeling that. Then I get to have the power and the control to, to make my own decisions to move forward. And and then the question comes of, okay, well, where is it that I want to put my energy what opportunities are in front of me where, you know, and so I started asking and then it just like was one thing after another. So if you're feeling like that, you know, you see people around you changing or shifting, know that you have the power to do the same. It's it, they're not special. We're all, we all have the same opportunities. Maybe they look different, but, or maybe they're, they're, yeah. And they're still, they're also afraid as well. I mean, they're also afraid as well. And Mm -hmm. so but if you're on the other hand of having, you know, feeling like pushback, maybe like it's, it almost, you know, when I was hearing about it from my end with people that had known me, you know, from when I was bartending mm-hmm. or from high school and like almost, uh, I don't want to say like mocking it, but it was, it almost made me pissed off, honestly, yeah. because I was like, damn, like you really wanted me to stay in that box with you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it's and then it's it's like what I don't know it was just like the strange in my head because I just can't even fathom like feeling like that I was just like wow you really learn who has um, your back your back and I was talking to my brother about that too because my brother does a very different job um from when but he used his struggles within high school um, to, it really actually is why he's such a great coach. And I was talking to him and he goes, yeah, Bailey, like those kind of people, you just have to realize that you have to let them go because it just, you can't have anchors trying to pull you back down, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. just, I think that it almost like lit a fire underneath my butt even more Mm -hmm. and made me just dive into my connection even more with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know my journey better than anybody. So that, you that know, is the truth. <laughs> you know your journey better than anybody out there. And so you have to realize if you want to live your life for yourself or if you want to live your life for other people. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. really what it comes down to. And I'm, and I'm like, there's no way that I would allow them to put me back in that box because that's not how I, when I pass away, I don't want to be wondering what if. Or I don't want to be tied to the expectations or opinions of others. I want to know that I, I really honored my, my compass. I really honored my intuition 
And I was my own biggest cheerleader along the way. And I want to attract other people in that where it's a mutual, where we're watching each other grow. And one of my best friends, Cheyenne, who was here, she's like, you know, I just really love, because we had a huge conversation about this. And she's like, you know, I, it's really beautiful because our friendship has actually gotten better the more and more that we've grown and the more that we've shifted because me and her are complete opposites, but we both have been kind of doing a lot of inner work lately and it's been bettering our relationship. We've been cheering each other on. We've been moving into new directions and it's just, so it was like this beautiful contrast of, of being on different paths, but honoring each other's paths and cheering each other on along the way. Mm-hmm. I know you said so many th- different things in this is that I want to want to unpack some of that because you said that people were kind of mocking your growth. You said that. And so, and then the, uh, the other thing, it's really surprising that when you honestly get to the place where you are listening to your own inner compass and you are just stepping forward in spite of maybe your own, like my own, my own, my insecurities, my fears, and still stepping forward and having people, you know, mocking you. And then when I kept moving forward with the choices that I was making with mama boot camp and nutrition, and then, you know, moving here, you know, it's amazing. Some people can get downright mean spirited about it because you're not listening. So they'll get louder versus might start off as passive aggressive, little comments that are supposed to be funny. And then it's gaslighting. And then it's, you know, bullying, like emotionally bullying. So just everybody out there who's listening, just pay attention. It's just because you're threatening their comfort zone. When you keep moving forward, they're like, why you, maybe you used to listen to what everybody thought and that's how you lived your life. And then you decided, no, that's not working for me anymore. So I have a question for you, Bailey, mm-hmm. about that. So it was not working for you. So, so somebody's was in your, in your shoes, not working for, not working for you anymore. And you're not sure why, because I'm going to go back to the bar bartending job in Reno. Cause I know sometimes you're making like really great money. I remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And um, so the money was great. You love community. So you had this, you're like, you'd go in there and you'd have like, just like you like Tony and Sayulita, the bartender and Sayulita, uh-huh. you, you'd have this community. And- I'd walk in there, mom. And people would come up to me and hug me. My, yes, your my bosses, yeah, my yeah. bosses, like we were, had such a good time, like listening to music, like yeah. we were a part so, of each other's lives. So I have this, so you have the community, you have the money, you're, you feel good about your job, you're good at what you do and you're comfortable there and you're happy there and you're getting a lot of positive feedback there. So what was it? Because I, I could tell you with me, what pushed me forward was always, I don't know, just in that inner compass is really the best way to mm-hmm. say it. But what for you pushed you forward? Because you had all this, the things, you had all the check boxes. So what was it that made you go, you know what, I want something more or different? Because I, when I had the opportunity arise to go into the direction of the unknown, I wanted to find out what was in there. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be like, you know, years down the road and be like, well, you know, when that, that opportunity and that path lit up and I decided not to take it, what would have happened if I, I took it, you mm-hmm. know, and what happened when I, what the, the opportunity was that lit up is 
um, the opportunity to move to Bali mm-hmm. and all this. And, and so what happened was it was the guy that I was in a relationship with had asked me and we had been there before. And I was like, I thought about it and you and me were kind of starting the retreats. And so they were in alignment and I knew that Bali was a magical healing, beautiful place. I loved the energy there. And so see that little breadcrumb when I had went and visited it, it changed me. Like it literally, it opened up a part of me that I didn't know that was inside. So I knew Mm -hmm. that it was a magical place and I liked being there. And so when the opportunity arose to, to move there and to take that risk and I was making good money and we were talking about moving in six months. So I just put my head to the, to the grindstone and I just saved all of my money and I put all of my eggs into that one opportunity because I didn't want to not know what if and, and look so, at what happened and look at what happened. <laughs> I think it makes me want to cry. It literally makes me want to cry because oh, it's like oh. this whole circle moment, you know, Yeah, yeah. of like, that is really like, I could still be in Reno bartending. That was mm-hmm. like three. I left in December of 2019 mm-hmm. and we had, I remember the bar had a huge party for me, you know, like people mm-hmm. are giving me like, you know, as a bartender, your regulars will come in and they'll give you like hundred dollar tips when you're leaving and gifts. And, and you know, what's funny too, when I made that decision to move, it was almost like the universe really didn't want me to ever turn around and go back to Reno because the house that I was living in there was a beautiful two-story house. It was gorgeous. I love um, that house. Yeah. And it was right next to the university. It was such a little gem and it was so beautiful for what I needed at that time. Um, but the the house literally got demolished. I the, <laughs> Right uh, after you moved out, right? Well, what happened was our, our landlord messaged us like three months before I was supposed to move, we're all planning on moving, messaged us and said, hey, the university is buying the house. Um, so you guys have to move out. You guys have to move out because they're going to demolish it and put dorms in. And I was like, oh my God, there really is no going back. So okay. it, was, it was really funny, you know, to, mm-hmm. to just kind of have that push and then take the bravery. And now, you know, it's like, it's just been a wild journey and it's been so worth it. And I, and a lot of people, I do remember when I was moving to Bali, a lot of people were kind of, you know, saying things that were not very supportive in a way. It was again, passive aggressive, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, well, well, what actually are you saying in between the lines? And Mm -hmm. so, but, um, and then I kind of got that pushback when I moved here to Vegas at times too. Like, why are you like out of all places? Why are you moving to Vegas? So, but it was because this is the next step. This was what I knew that my inner compass was leading me to mm-hmm. again, because all of the opportunities were lighting up here. There wasn't lighting up anywhere else. And so honoring that journey. And it's really interesting too, because being, you know, there's like a lot of the lifestyle that um, was in Reno is obviously here. And that was one thing that I really didn't like about the bartending industry that made me, you know, realize I didn't, couldn't, I didn't want to be there forever. Cause though it was, there was a lot of good times. There's also a lot of, I saw a lot of darkness. And so I see that here. And after knowing how to handle it now and have contrast in what I need to, in order to stay, you know, lit up has been really another little kind of checkpoint of just noticing how much I've grown and how much 
how much the universe is always kind of supporting you along your way. So yeah, that was such a tangent, but I think the main point is that you don't want to be wondering what if, when those opportunities or those forks in in the road appear. And you don't want, you, you don't want other people's opinions to stop you from taking that fork in the road. You want to be able to find the bad. And that's why we're here. Honestly, Bailey and I, we hear about this all the time in our retreats is we're the ones who are going to encourage you to listen to your intuition, to your gut. Sometimes all the noise does get in the way. It does create, you know, blocks and limitations because you're going, well, my mom says, or my husband says, or my best friend says, or my, Mm -hmm. my community at the gym says, you know, so it's like, you need to really be able to tune in to what you say. What do you say? What is not, and not only what you say, what does your higher self say? What Mm -hmm. does your higher self want for you? Because you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. We know that nothing in life stays the same. And, and where we were living at in Sacramento, um, it was in the Folsom area was just really feeling like it was starting to, it hadn't quite yet, but it just felt like it was starting to suck the life out of me. Like I couldn't, it's like, I couldn't get the house clean enough. Like I couldn't get it decluttered fast enough. And I couldn't, there was just so much heaviness on me in that house. Mm-hmm. And it was, felt like it was building, even though we were getting rid of stuff, it felt like it was building. And I don't know, I think it's just that I feel that, um, my guides and my angels and God were just pushing me forward. Like, yes, it's time to go. It's time for you to go. And I'm really, really grateful for this space up here and just being able to have an anchor to a place to anchor in. So I have one friend for sure. I probably have more than one friend that, that feels this way, but I have, I have at least one friend who's always cheering me on. Yeah. And I, and I know for you, I think you probably have, I know you have at least one, two, two for sure. So it's like, if you only have one, and there was a time when I had nobody. Yeah. I had nobody. I had my kids and I had me. And well, and I, even in your twenties, I remember you were having you like that one time when you moved and you didn't have anybody that helped you move, but you had like this little ratty car. Like there's so much that you ratty car. Oh walk my gosh. through with yourself that you know, <laughs> that really a pinto. I had a pinto. With, yeah, it was bashed in on the side. I had to move the couches upstairs. Yeah, and I, I also by myself. It, yeah, I with also, myself. <laughs> yeah, with I, myself. I do want to share too, and mm-hmm. I don't think that I've talked about this on the podcast, but with like I'm just learning. So uh, astrology has became such a um, it's like a reassurance or a confirmation tool that I have. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what I'm learning within the charts, you know, when you're looking at a natal chart, if you've never seen one before, it's a circle with all the signs around it in different houses and there's lines and different planets, um, and, uh, that are running through the chart. And so if you say you look at a chart and it has a bunch of just triangles or it's, there's not a lot of, um, you will look at it and it will have more flow. It doesn't look as um, chaotic versus a chart that has tons of squares, um, red lines. Like it just looks, there's tons of energy within it. So the difference between those two charts, like my mom's and I's charts has, it looks so chaotic. It just looks, 
like pure chaos or squares <laughs> That's everywhere. That's what it is. <laughs> well, and I looked at that and I was like, oh my God, like what is going on? And and I'm learning that, you know, whenever you have squares like that, what it means is that in your life path, you'll most likely have a lot of tension. You'll most likely have a lot of lessons or or not hardships, but things that come up on your path that are forcing you to expand and to go into uncomfortability. Um, and then within the ones that maybe have more flow, trining is what they call it. Um, and they don't won't have as much tension in this life. And when I learned that, I'm like, well, crap, like, why did I get that chart? And then I realized later on, you know, as I've been doing more and more chart readings is that there's nothing wrong with this. But whenever there's trying, it means that sometimes when there's no tension is you have a tendency to become more complacent or um, comfortable with life. Like yeah. you came here, all you wanted to do was, you know, really cruise through, cruise through, through. and have <laughs> your community and like, go have your routine um, to not really maybe want to step outside of your hometown that much, which again, mm-hmm. there's nothing, no judgment that, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. and so, but then the people with maybe that has, have all of this tension or it could be really traumatic experiences that happen or mm-hmm. lessons, you know, you're most likely not to become complacent because you've kind of had that contrast of places and feelings that you don't want to feel again, or experiences that you don't want to put yourself in again. And you have, then you have this contrast of like where you want to go and, and you're willing to take more risks to not have that feeling of those, that tension again. And you'll kind of be pushed into a direction where you are finding more flow, Mm -hmm. but maybe that is why you have this, we have this burning feeling of constantly wanting to expand because we're, we're, and grow, expand and grow and learn. And learn mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and take risks and you know live all mm-hmm. over and and be okay with failure and be okay with mm-hmm. you know making but so I just wanted to explain that because if you're you feel like you love you know you don't really feel the need to kind of take as many risks that's okay too but just to understand that we all have different fires within us and we all have different. Um, journeys and so to not hold others back and to not hold yourself back but to yeah just just to support each other's journey and to honor their their path Mm -hmm. I think that for myself I can only speak for myself I think all the chaotic lines and all of the you know different triangles and squares that I saw on my chart I think that um when before I came here, I really do believe that I picked to live this kind of a life because I honestly, like if, you know, somebody, something happens to a woman, because I primarily work with women, I have been working with a few guys now, but um, primarily women. Um, and that when something, when something happens to me and, and a woman shows up in front of me and she goes, how I can never heal from this. This has changed my life. And I, just am going to, you know, feel guilty for the rest of my life, or I'm going to feel sad for the rest of my life, or I'm broken. I'm going to be broken for the rest of my life. I'm like, no, you are not. You because I have had that happen and that happen and that happen and that happen. And 
And, and I feel like it has expanded my life. Yeah. And I feel like it has really taught me some of my, my best life lessons. And I certainly don't feel broken. I yeah. feel expansive. So yeah. And even with, you know, yeah. And as the, like, cause it's almost like you've hit, it's almost like you've hit rock bottom at points and I've hit rock oh, bottom yeah. at points. Like when I moved, mm-hmm. you know, when I first moved to Bali, if you would have told me that I, that when I was, that I would move back. And when I moved back, that I would be a shell of myself and be heartbroken and, and feel like I failed because I'm back at my parents with all of my money gone, mm-hmm. feeling like I'll never go back to Bali. And this, and this, like, I kept, I remember I kept trying to go back to sleep every time I'd wake up in the morning and, and, but those rock bottoms, like I re- I have the best, most consistent relationship with myself that I've ever had in my whole entire life. And I will never settle for anything that I feel like I is anything less than what I know I deserve. And so Mm -hmm. it's those rock bottoms that really give you the perspective again on where you don't want to go again. And when you build, when you climb yourself out of rock bottom, when you're on the top, there's a certain strength within you that had not been there before and resilience and and different outlooks that you created you know through that that struggle and so when you have somebody in front of you that is in that space that you've been before and you can see like it it almost in their eyes like how they're feeling and you're like no you're gonna be okay Mm -hmm. you're gonna be okay because I've been there yeah. And sometimes that's the only, all they need to hear to know and to know that you've done it and you've walked through it and have be authentic about it. It's like, I felt just like, I felt broken. Like I, I understand. And then to say, you're going to be okay. That sometimes that's all it takes to shift yeah. somebody. Yeah, totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. So it's this, it's all mm-hmm. beautiful. It's all beautiful. And, and too, if you're on a, a growth journey or moving into a new direction, just know that there's going to be a version of you, an older version of you that's going to be stuck in somebody's head, maybe their whole entire life. They'll never know this new version of you. And they'll only stay attached to that, that one that they feel comfortable with. And to know that that is okay. And to accept that and to know that it's not your journey or your responsibility to change their mind but it's your responsibility to, to again, live your life for yourself and not live your life for the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was just well, very well said. And mm-hmm. you cannot, you cannot let somebody else's opinion, you'll regret it. Do you really want to want to not make a choice because somebody else has an opinion about it? That's, you know, and that really is how um, people just stay stay where they're at. And maybe we asked somebody who was at our retreat the last time if she was happy and um, she just was starting, I could see her just starting to make the decision if she wanted to change or not, or if she was willing to let go of some of the things that, that she wanted to let go of, but was too afraid to let go of because she wasn't sure of how hard it would be. And she wasn't sure of how painful it would be. And she just had never thought that she could. So to see those those little lights go on inside of a person's eyes is so rewarding because 
that that plants a seed and moves people forward, even without them even being aware of it. Like it doesn't need to be some big declaration. It can be just planting a seed. Like, you know, you can choose your, I, I asked the question, are you happy? And she said, no. And I was like, okay, well that there, that's, that's something for you to think about. And that, because I don't have an opinion about how people choose to live. I get to facilitate growth and transformation along with Bailey. She's facilitating growth and transformation and opening people up to the possibilities. Yeah. And I think that, that awareness too, of being, of well, awareness and honesty with yourself of being like, no, I am not happy. That takes bravery. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful point is when you, when you have, when you bring awareness, you said this the other day, and I really love this. When you, when you bring awareness to something, then you have the opportunity because you pulled it out from under the rug. Oh, it takes away. This is what I want to say. It takes away the power. Like mm-hmm. if you are saying you're stressed out, well, if you look at physically write down what it is you're stressed out about, it takes away the power of that. And then you can start really moving in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying like, uh, I'm actually, I am unhappy. And you are admitting that to yourself. There's this weird, um, beautiful subconscious shift that starts and you'll naturally start to most likely move into a direction that will have you feeling lighter that will give you moments of peace throughout the day. It doesn't mean that it goes away entirely right off the bat, but you'll start creating little pockets of joy and relief just by these subconscious newer decisions that you start to make. So maybe it's having like a juice in the morning instead of having like a a Frappuccino from Starbucks, there's your pocket of joy. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's going and moving your body out in golden hour during rather than sitting on the couch watching TV for before you go to bed, there's your pocket of joy. It's like these little decisions that you start to make along the way that are, are giving you new ways of being. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty surprising how even the littlest of things can shift. It can change things. It doesn't need like, you know, therapy is great. Bailey and I both love therapy. We think it's amazing for you. And yes, if you're unhappy finding help on ways to move out of that, especially if you don't have support around you where you actually are living is really important, but the shifting, just the tiniest of things like finding the pockets of joy is, is so powerful because that leads to more. That's like the breadcrumbs on the path, you know? So, um, but anyhow, I, we just wanted to share our experience with, moving forward and having people still be really good. Some people being really committed, just committed to the 17 year old version of you, Bailey. (laughs) Just commit. I'm committed. I don't care what she's doing or what she says. I'm committed to that 17 year old version, or I'm committed to that Reno bartender. That's, that's who I'm committed to. That's who she is. And that, yeah, that's who you were in that moment, that snapshot in time, but you have evolved and you're going to continue to evolve. So you can be committed to that, but it doesn't have to have to affect your future movements. No. So yeah. We just wanted to share yeah. our experience with um with our friendships and how, you know, um, I know Bailey told me in my chart, I think I have a lot of learning and growth around relationships. So it's not a big surprise that especially my relationship with women has been really, really such a huge um 
growth opportunities for me. And um, which is, which I'm grateful for. I'm really grateful for that. And um, I also want to say Bailey, happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary, our two-year two-year of journey of being on this podcast. So much has changed. I I honestly am scared to listen to the first podcast because I think <laughs> I might cringe a little bit. But well, we have over sixty. Don't we have over sixty? Oh yeah, I think we have like seventy at this point. And just, oh my god, we just keep. You know, normally people within podcasts they they'll take seasons. Um, mm-hmm. they'll like do you know season one, then they'll do season two, and we're just. They'll have like, they'll have weekly, um, schedules, which we will get to, we are doing it, Uh, but we've kind of, you know, the podcast has been a fun little hobby for us in between the retreats and also just to take you guys along. I think the main point with the podcast was that we wanted to still be able to offer tools to people that can't come to Mm -hmm. the retreats that are accessible, that, um, add a little bit of joy into your day or relief or insight or laughter. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes Community. we are, we can be pretty silly. <laughs> yeah, we try to, our work sometimes can be serious, but at the same time, it is very silly and fun. And so, yeah. So Bailey, so we're going to say it here on the podcast, weekly podcast, weekly podcasts coming to you now, now, now. So love, love all of you sending you massive light and love on your journey and we will talk to you next week we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye